I'm Amy Bett. And I'm Mallory Meacher. And this is the Lady Without Limits podcast. We know that in order to create the business and the life of your wildest dreams, you need to know how to manage your money, master your mindset, and scale your business online. And we're leading the way, sharing with you the exact steps that you need to take to set up your financial foundations, attract your dream customers with killer marketing, and have the confidence to chase your hidden dreams. In this podcast, you are not going to learn any fluff. We actually hate fluff. We promise that we'll only bring you tried and tested strategies and have a laugh along the way. Let's do this. You're a lady without limits. Welcome back to the Lady Without Limits podcast. I'm back with Amy this week and we have a really special episode. I think this one is really near and dear to our our hearts. Um, Kind of before we hit record, Amy and I were really reflecting on the year and how much growth and how much change has happened for us this year. And so we decided we wanted to do an episode on our top lessons learned in 2022. And so that can really set the foundation as we move into 2023. So are you ready to dive right in? Let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to start with my, this is by far leaps and bounds, my number one lesson I've learned this year. And it's this idea of giving myself grace and compassion for things. And you might be thinking, oh, like we should do that all the time. But like, I have really doubled down on this concept. And I think where it came into play with me the most is, you know, I've talked about my health and fitness journey quite a bit on this podcast so far. But essentially, I, you know, had three knee surgeries, a miscarriage, went through a divorce and a job change within the span of two and a half years. And in that two and a half years, I gained more weight than like I ended up being heavier than I was at nine months pregnant with my daughter. And so I was just beating myself up over how stupid are you? Like, how could you do this? You're so stupid. Like, how could you let it get this bad? How could you not take care of yourself? And then I went through this yo-yo dieting phase of, you know, I tried keto and I would lose weight and gain more back. And then I would try whatever, lose it, come back. I'd work out and then I'd like work out really consistently and then get sick and kind of fall off the wagon. And it was this huge yo-yo where every single time I was just beating myself up. And it came to the realization that like, when has beating myself up ever worked for me? Truthfully, it didn't make me do better the next time. (laughs) It made me do worse the next time. And so I kind of took this approach with my health and fitness of like, I'm going to give myself so much grace and so much compassion. If I fall off the wagon, what happened? And become super aware and you know what? You got sick. That's okay. You're going to do better next week. And it really has made a huge difference in how I approach things. And while I'm not at the weight that I want to be, I'm not in that yo-yo of lose weight, gain more weight, lose weight, gain even more weight. Like I'm steadily getting healthy and feeling better. And so I took this principle and kind of like injected into other areas, you know, with my daughter. Like if I have to work and she's at home, I'm not going to beat myself up and tell myself I'm a horrible parent because I can't give her attention 24 seven. And it's made me a much more patient mom because I'm giving myself grace first, then parenting her with that same grace and compassion. And it's, I can't believe I haven't had this realization sooner rather than later, because I don't want my daughter growing up thinking that she can call herself these names or beat herself up for things that are quite frankly out of her control. Or if she does have control over them, sometimes life happens. And so just this concept of like doubling down on grace and compassion for my myself has been huge. Yeah, that is huge. Something that 
triggered that in me not that long ago. And it seems funny, but do you remember the Instagram trend that went around a little while ago and it was a woman and she was just like, you know, beating herself up in her mind. That was the real. And then all of a sudden it's like, but who you're beating up is. And then they bought a picture of her when she was a little girl. I've oh. seen that, but I was yeah. like, that really hit home to me because it's so yeah. true. I'm like, oh, I love that little girl. You know, that little girl, you know, had such big dreams and intentions and what she wanted in the world. And she was strong and brave. And I was like, yes, like we need to think about ourselves like that, you know, that little girl who, yeah. So I just thought that it reminded me that we need to give ourselves so much compassion. And I think that's so beautiful, Mallory. Definitely, for sure. All right. What's your number one lesson? Okay. So my number one lesson of this year is to go ahead and make sure that I do my due diligence and really analyze the ROI, the return on investment when I'm making purchasing decisions. I don't know if anybody who is listening to this episode is like me, but I am a marketer's dream. And what I mean by that is I get really excited in the moment about things. And, you know, because I am usually someone that makes things happen, I can go after things without first really analyzing the ROI. And don't get me wrong, the trait that I have is can be very positive and it can really lead me towards some incredible opportunities. However, it can also set me back financially. And so I really learned this year, I made a couple of big investments. One or two of them didn't really lead me with the results or even if it did get me the results, it didn't finish it where I thought I would finish it, if that makes sense. And so I've really learned this year to be more strategic and resourceful and just really think, okay, what is the actual ROI in this? And not only from a monetary point of view, but how do I actually want to feel? That's probably the biggest thing is how do I want to feel at the end of it? And is it going to bring value, like actual value to my life and getting me to the place that I want to be in my actual life itself? So that was probably a big lesson for me this year. I love that you brought up the the overall value and not just the monetary value, because I think as business owners, we can make investments in, in things that are never going to give us that monetary investment back. However, it provides another value that may result in a monetary investment. Like, let's say, hypothetically, a money mindset course right off the bat isn't going to make a return on investment. But ultimately, what we learn and what we then output into our business based on that information could deliver another ROI. So I'm really glad glad you said that because that's definitely a major thing to consider. But I love that so much. And I know we all probably have investments that maybe not necessarily regret, but didn't match the expected ROI that we had. And that's okay. We're giving ourselves grace and compassion for making those purchases because we ultimately will learn something from any lesson, right? But I definitely agree. And that's something that's going to be my radar for in 2023. Also, it's so weird saying 2023. Like, I feel like 2020 was yesterday. I completely <laughs> agree. The year has absolutely flown. I feel like the weeks and days are flying at the moment. Well, it's crazy. Oh, it's so crazy. So I love that one so much. What's your next one, Mallory? Okay, so this one is kind of goosey, but stick with me for a little bit. So this idea of being a still cow is something that I've learned in 2022. So this is something that one of my amazing clients brings to her company. And so I've kind of adapted it from that. But it's this idea of like, if you have a herd of cows and one of them gets spooked, they all spook, they all get spooked. And then there's like a stampede, right? But if you can be the one still cow, the one to center everybody and bring everyone kind of together, 
then you can make really calm and rational decisions in business rather than everything being really chaotic. And I've seen this so often is I am very much a reactive, emotionally reactive person. So if I get some kind of negative feedback from a customer or something happens, I'm quick into like defensive, you know, anxious. And that has a ripple effect, especially as a business owner and a manager, that has a ripple effect on my team. And then everybody else is stressed and anxious. And so kind of taking a moment to be still, be present, take a beat, a pause before I react to anything and truly quote, be the still cow has really made an impact in business, uh, managing my team, even in my own household, be the still cow. So my daughter doesn't react like I do and feed off my energy, I think has been a really, really important lesson for me this year. Yeah, that energy really does spread, doesn't it? I just know in moments with myself when something's happened at work and it sent me into an anxious tailspin, how it's affected my evening with my family. Like, I'm not in the right headspace to cook dinner properly or, you know, really be present with the kids and they then feel my anxiousness and they feel it. They know and it that feeds into them. So I love that so much. Be the still cow. It's kind of become a joke now with people I work with where we're like, be the cow, be a cow, be a cow. Like I'm trying to lose weight. I don't want to be a cow. <laughs> it's kind of become a joke now, but yeah, it's definitely I'm going to call it cow alert. So when you're on cow alert, you take that beat, you pause, get centered, and then make non-reactive decisions moving forward. That non-reactive energy would just spill out just as much as the reactive. So imagine if you're there, like that pillar in your workplace and in your home, who is the one who is the strength and just admitting that energy. Oh my goodness. That is what people would want to feel and want to gravitate towards. Definitely. That one is still a work in progress for me, but we're getting there. We'll be right back after this short ad break. What's your next one? Okay. So something that I have to remind myself of this a few times a year, but I feel as though coming towards the end of the year, I'm feeling like I'm in a good place. And that is the mindset and the reminding of myself that my kids are just little ones. And it's so important just to really be here and to play with them and just to be present with them and to love on them. And at the end of the day, they are my highest value and my family and my priority. So it's just realizing that work can wait. And this happened to me, and I've spoken about this in the podcast before, where I got to a period, I think it was like pretty recently, maybe August or September, where I had the, the realization that I didn't have any personal goals or nothing in my personal life was really fulfilling me. And I've gone way too far on the scale of my business. And so that has been my biggest lesson to come back in. And I'm only going to keep growing and getting busier as I, you know, expand my business and do more things. So I think it is something that I need to hold true as one of those big values and help to guide me throughout my working career is that, you know, my family is the most important thing and I need to just make time for them and make them a priority. That literally, like I'm almost in tears right now. And I think that's such a good reminder. And, you know, for me, it sucks that that reminder came at the end of the year, because I know you and I had that conversation about it. And I know you understand this too, Amy, when you have shared custody with your kids too, like, 
you don't get them 100% of the time. So they're in school and they're at their other parent's house. And so being able to balance that and spending that quality time with them where you are present and focused and you're so right, like work isn't going to go anywhere, but these kids do grow up fast, very fast. Yeah. My teenager wants to have boys coming over to the house and it just is a constant reminder that she was once a little girl and she's not a little girl anymore. And so it does. It goes so quick. I saw a picture you posted of the two of you on Instagram the other day. Number one, y'all are like twins. And number two, I can't believe how big she's gotten. She's so big. It's insane. I love that. We definitely need to bring that reminder up throughout the year too, because it can be so easy to fall into the trap of, I got to get this done. Got to get this done. Work, work, work. And just again, take that beat and be present with your family. I love that reminder. Yeah. What's your last one, Mallory? My last one, and this is still a pretty big one, is the realization that I do have time. I do have time. I know that I can speak for a lot of us when we use that excuse of there's not enough hours in the day. I don't have enough time. Like we just need to drop that realization because I talked on a previous podcast about this theory of confirmation bias, right? Your brain is going to find ways to prove you right. And when we say I don't have enough time, your brain is a going to prove that. And so you do have enough time. I hate the saying we all have the same hours in the day as Beyonce. I really hate that saying because obviously there's other factors at play, but it's true. Everybody on this planet has the same amount of time to work with. It's how you use them that is going to get you to the next level. And so let's stop saying, I don't have time. We do have time. Are we best utilizing that time? Are we prioritizing effectively? Are we spreading ourselves too thin and doing too much? Because that could be the realization, right? But the truth is you do have enough time. We all have the same amount of time every single day. It's how we use them. And that was a tough conversation I had to have with myself. And one of the things um, when we were at Funnel Hacking Live, that exercise that Marie Forleo walked us through was when we get in that mindset of telling ourselves like I don't have time is she says to say I don't do and then insert whatever that thing is so for I don't have enough time I say like I don't do stressed because saying I don't have enough time causes me stress so when I get in that mindset I'm like no I don't do stress I do prioritization and so now my brain is focused on prioritization which is the positive spin of stress in my particular situation so I know that's kind of a little harsh But I'm for myself, I'm sick of hearing myself say I don't have time. It's like exhausting me. So I can only imagine that everybody else is feeling really exhausted over that as well. Exhausted. And I had the realization a few months ago as well that a lot of my I don't have time comes from being a people pleaser and wanting to help people all of the time. And when I looked at my time, the reason that I was getting so stressed was because I was spending, you know, a good chunk of every day, like at least a couple of hours every day, helping someone else that had nothing to do with the growth of my business. And it was really hurting me. And so I had to set boundaries for myself and think, okay, where am I actually spending my time that's not helping me to get to where I need to get to? And it's not to say that I won't help my friends. It's just being more strategic about that and putting a certain boundaries and putting, you know, time in place for that. So I think sometimes we just need to do a bit of an audit of our time, as you said, Mallory, and go, where am I spending my time and and how do I need to prioritize it to get to where I, you know, the place that is in line with my values and what I actually care about. Definitely. 100%. Let's just remind ourselves, we do have time and I need to prioritize better. Or in your case, I do have time and I might need to say no to a few things. I think there's always that and statement that we can say after the I do have time. Yes. I love the and statement. That's awesome. 
Chelsea, you want to bring us home with our final lesson of 2022? Yes. Okay. So the last lesson that I really learned, and I feel like I'm in this excited euphoric state at the moment because I'm creating this new beverage company that I've hinted about a few times on the podcast before. And I think I love that because I've been able to have a do-over if you know what I mean, and 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 really take all of the hard lessons that I've learned in business previously and be more strategic and, and do things at a higher level with this company, which is making me so excited. But one of the lessons that I learned throughout that is if you want to get something done, don't forget to pick up the phone. And that for me is something that has really helped me so much to progress this company forward so quickly, more so than email, because there's not the time lag and the back and forth. You can just pick up the phone, have a conversation, get on a deeper level and get more of a human connection with people really quickly and build relationships and get people on your side. So I truly feel like a lot of the success of where we're at with this company getting really close to launching is because I've just had the mindset of, no, I'm not just going to wait for emails. I'm just going to pick up the phone. So it's probably, you know, a weird lesson to finish this on, but I do feel like that human connection comes into that lesson that we're all humans at the end of the day. We don't want to get too robotic in our lives and we want to value and make friendships and deepen relationships. So that's just something that has really helped me. Like, Don't forget who we are as human beings. Pick up the phone, build great connections and um, reap the positive benefits of that with growing a business. Definitely. I love that so much. And I think there's another hidden lesson in there that you don't have to do everything on your own too, right? Like you can pick up the phone and you have the support on the other end of the phone and being able to utilize other resources to grow. You don't have to do things alone. And I think that brings in that human to human element as well that we, like you said, we often forget. So I love that so much. That is so true, Mallory, because I am going into a completely new space and I have had to ask people questions and ask, you know, do so much research into something that I haven't known before. And I've been so blown away by how willing people have been to help me and give me a lot of answers and help me to save time and, and lend their experience. So yeah, I'd totally think as well that you hit the nail on the head there. I love that so much. What a freaking year it has been. I don't know about you, but I definitely am in a different place. And I thought at the start of the year, this year has not turned out to plan, but not in a bad way at all, just completely different way. But I do feel a lot richer in my overall life as a person. What about you? Definitely. I agree. And I think if I had a year that ended the way I thought, I might have been doing the year wrong. So I love that I had the opportunity to do things that I didn't anticipate. But I think you're totally right in just, you know, taking the end of this year and just being grateful for what this year has brought us, these lessons learned and being able to, you know, take more of an armor into 2023 with, you know, more knowledge, more grace, more compassion, more resources. We're older, wiser, and let's take that into another year. Yes. Oh my goodness. So to finish this episode off, Mallory, do you have any rituals or anything that you love to do at the end of the year to kind of seal off the year that was and and go into a new year? So one of the things, and I know this is cheesy, that I love doing every single year at the end is setting my word of intention for the next year. This past year was dream. You know, I kind of off 
fresh off a divorce and kind of feel like I needed to reinvent myself a little bit and wanted to allow myself to dream. I even got it tattooed on my arm this year as well. And so now that I've spent time dreaming my, you know, towards that last week, I'm just going to kind of sit and meditate and see what that my word of the year is going to be for 2023. I haven't landed on anything quite yet, but that is something that I cheesily do every single year. What about you? I love that. I just think my word for this next year will be love. I just want to literally just love everybody that comes into my space. I think that's going to be my word. I love that. For me, I think I'm going to do things a little bit differently this year. I'm still going to sit down and reflect on the year that was and write my goals and and my intentions for the new year and, and have that element of dreaming in it. But I think for me this year, it's going to be more focused on my relationships and just, I don't know, the people and the real realness, not just the striving and where I want to get to and those, you know, the big dream house and things like that, which I want, right? And I wholeheartedly think that I will get there. But for me, I think, and it helps with the slowing down element, being present element. I think for me, it's just, it's more about my family and my kids and my close inner circle of friends for this next 2023. As you said that, Amy, I had this vision of you surrounded by your friends and family and everybody's holding your your new beverage. Like I had that was dropped. Ian, that's insane. Like you're, as you're launching this new company, like that beverage, like drinking in general is such like a social thing. And even though it's not an alcoholic beverage, like I see that so for you. Oh my God. I love that. Well, yeah, it is meant to be a drink that brings people together. It's very ceremonial. So um, yeah, it's very exciting. Thank you for sharing that. That's so beautiful. Well, yeah. Thank you everybody for listening to this episode. We really hope that you take some of our lessons out of that and hopefully you know, think about your own lessons through what have you learned this year and how are you closing the year and and starting 2023 off to, you know, how you want to feel and off to a good start. Any last words, Mallory? We will see you guys next week. We will see you next week. See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Lady Without Limits podcast. All of the resources that we discussed today can be found in the show notes. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach the next Lady Without Limits. Be honest, Mallory. We want five-star reviews. Oh, yes. Five-star reviews only, please. (laughs) Bye. Bye.